I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Podcast. Whether this is an Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio, we thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Bo Cephas, here we go. Man, oh man, was it too much to ask to have back to back. 10-plus unit weekends. <laughs> I guess it was. We gave some back last weekend, but you know what? At the time of this recording, we are we are already plus four units on this week. But um, personally, I have some blame blame I'd like to pass around for last week, if you don't mind, both Cephas. So, old Longhorn had himself a birthday weekend last weekend, and did he get to spend that day studying in the lab and working on our 5-0 and NFL no oh no 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 i had multiple family obligations to attend so i have some announcements to make from here to four between labor day and new year's day any birthday parties that require my attendance before 3 p.m on a saturday cancel any football (laughs) games or parties before 3 p.m on a saturday canceled Even if my dream woman, Megan Fox, calls me up before 3 p.m. on a Saturday and says, Hey, your longhorn would look good in my foxhole. You guessed it. (laughs) Actually, you know what, Bocephus, in that case, you, my friend, are canceled. I'm not not turning down Megan Fox for you, buddy. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, M. Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website at footballgloryhill.com and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now, since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional show in collaboration with 105.3 The Fan in Dallas and with the one and the only DallasCowboys.com called the Football 401k with our very own Bo Cephas right here and RJ Choppy. Hey, Chop, 
Tell the people how excited you are to spend another year with FGH. Well, I made it to the top. This has been the worst experience of my life. Kill me. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, right here on a sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting cold beer help choice of the week. Well, thank you very much, sir. Sir, tonight I am continuing my Oktoberfest look around, and we're doing Shiner Oktoberfest 3.75 out of 5 stars. It is Oktoberfest Texas style, baby. And Texas, as you know, Longhorn, was founded actually by the Germans in 1778. And ever since then, has been steep in German traditions. The most prevalent of which are drinking beer, eating lots of meat, and beautiful women with big ass titties, baby. Oh, yeah. Which I can say I'm a proud torchbearer for all three traditions. And although I have no... My offspring has not... Well, sprung from my loins. Uh, I mean, there was that one custody case in Costa Rica, but I settled that shit out of court years ago. I do hope that the future generation of Texans will look to me as their guiding light and inspiration in carrying on these great traditions, and God bless Texas. Yeah, well, let's let's hope that they don't look like you, and they, they, look, more, <laughs> they look more like the way they do. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we're going to get the podcast. We're going to go over the good, the bad, and the hard. you fucking kidding me? We're going to go over every, and I mean every, NFL game this weekend. We're going to give you out free picks to get you paid, just like we do every week. But right now, we got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by PooReduce.com. Do you have anxiety over the big moments in your life because you know that somewhere in the middle of that moment you're going to have a wild mud monkey come screaming out of your shitbox? The big business meeting, a final exam, your grandma's funeral, all of these are equally bad times to have a bag of ass apples fall out of your poop chute. Well, if you're tired of having your life held hostage by your chocolate sausage, then I have your solution. It's Poo Reduce! Poo Reduce is an all-natural remedy for your unwanted tangy butt nuts. Poo Reduce is a patented and proven formula whose two main ingredients are peanut butter and cheese. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I have no idea what's in this shit. All I know is if you have the green apple splatters when it really fucking matters... Or you're sitting with your daughter and you get that poo-poo water? God damn it, if you're with the one you love and you feel that hot butt mud, Poo-Reduce! That's PooReduce.com, co-word glory hole for 10% off of your first order of their butt dumpling stumpling formula. That's PooReduce.com, co-word glory hole for 10% off their services one more time. PooReduce.com, co-word glory hole. Jesus Christ, Longhorn, that Poo-Reduce sounds like a hell of a product. In fact, I know it is. Uh, I use it quite often. You know what's come to be apparent to me buddy on our testimonials on these products is for some reason you always do the testimonials on the ones that involve you know the whores there mm. or something along with the women and i always want to do the ones that you know have something yeah. to do with pooping mm. your pants or farting yeah. too much so i don't think it's any secret <laughs> at this point to the glory hole seekers uh, who's more fun to hang out with on a saturday night yeah. uh but I will say, it is a fantastic product, and, uh, you know, since I've started using it, I haven't shit my pants not even once. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's that's a, I'm glad you finally 
turn that trend around because you, <laughs> you were certainly going in the wrong direction for many, many years with that. Uh, but yeah, I don't, let's not forget, Seekers, that, you know, a lot of these testimonials get thrown on me just unnecessarily, you know, I maybe yeah. have a pro- maybe I have a problem with the ladies of the night. Maybe I don't. I don't know. That's, that's we <laughs> talk about that off air. Probably not an on air conversation. So let's move on. Oh my god! And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking. Not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Alright boys and girls, and as always we start off with the good, and good last week was hard to fucking find, I'll tell you that. But we were 3-0 and in the free picks that I gave out on the Football 401k podcast on DallasCowboys.com. That was UCLA minus 16, Tennessee minus 10, and Houston plus 9. And the best part of those three games, if you took them, all three were the very definition of zero sweat wins. There was never a chance that any of those were not going to cover at any time, so... It is nice when you don't have to even really look at the scoreboard anymore, Longhorn. If if we get some of those, those are always yeah. nice. Can we just do that every time? How about, how about we just do that? Yeah, I should just try to make the ball in the <laughs> hole in the first try every time. That's way easier than putting. All right, moving on to the bad. The bad was pretty much everything <laughs> else, especially the NFL. It was our first losing week in the NFL to our clients. All year, uh, yeah, it was fucking terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. But we're we're you know we're already in the process of turning it around. We're already one to know this week in the NFL, four and zero overall. So we're gonna get this train right back on the tracks. Yeah, and for that reason, actually not for that reason, uh, for a different reason. This week's are you fucking kidding Belongs to something that we don't spend a lot of time on in this podcast as we don't really get into it that much, but we do play a little fantasy football. And this was my fantasy loss this weekend. So, really quickly, the Colts have got the ball. It's on the whatever yard line. It's three seconds left. They line up for the game-winning field goal in regulation. I am ahead by five points in my fantasy matchup. I've got the Colts kicker. I don't even need the points to make the kick. I just need the game to be over. Yahoo told me I had a nine or whatever, ESPN, whatever, Ron, told me I had a 99% probability of winning the game. 99%. Well, oh fucking Rex Specs misses the kick, and Baltimore goes down and wins the game, and the person I'm playing has, you guess it, Hollywood Brown, Catches the touchdown, I lose by two points at the buzzer with a 99% chance of winning. Are you fucking kidding God. me? To be honest with you, Bo Cephas, that whole time I was already lining up my uh, lady of the night because I, just, I don't care about fantasy. <laughs> and I just assume, I always assume you're going to shit your pants, whether it's fantasy or not, so... Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and really, that just summed up how that whole week went for us in the NFL. Like, anything, it was Murphy's Law, anything that could go wrong, did go wrong. God damn it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's time! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! Alright Longhorn, it's everybody's favorite part of the show, it's time to go over every, and I mean every game in the NFL tonight, baby, and we're going to start over in London two weeks in a row, we didn't get enough fish and chips last week, baby, we didn't take any part of that fucking shit show, but uh, we are looking at this game hard, because it's those Jack, my, Jacksonville Jaguars, they are now three point home dogs to Miami. Uh, London Jaguars. I mean, it's. I can only assume that Jaguars. You know, however they Jaguars. say, I don't give a shit. But they they say a lot of things <laughs> wrong over there. But look, th- I have to assume that it's going to be seventy percent Jaguar fans. Eighty. I mean, you, you got to think that they're going to have a large contingent of fans there. Um, you got two horrible teams. One that we knew was going to be horrible. One that <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. If Miami sucks. Uh, didn't see that one coming exactly, but as it stands right now, these are two horrible teams near the bottom of the uh, power rankings of anybody's power rankings, uh, and you're catching the three points. So I'm going to lean to the three in what should be a pretty natural home environment for or as close as you can get when it's overseas for Jacksonville. Um, you know, Jacksonville is starting to put up decent offensive numbers, at least on the YPP side. Uh, and the, and the yardage totals, and it hasn't really turned into the to the big point outburst yet. Um, but I think against this poor Miami defense, and Xavier Xavier Howard is not going to play. So it was already a bad defense. They're losing their best defensive player. You know, I kind of hope Tua plays in this game because I think he is just hot garbage. Um, so I think there's a really good chance that Jacksonville gets the win here. I'm, I don't want to hit the sounder uh, necessarily. Just because I think Jacksonville is, is extra bad, worse than Miami. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if Jacksonville gets the win here. And I certainly lean to the three points. What the computer say? Computers are firmly with you, and so am I. Like you said, Miami, per our power rankings, is one of the three worst teams in the NFL. Shocking, but true. But so is Jacksonville. Uh, I think this line is saying that Vegas is thinking two is going to play. Uh, and Brissett is hampered by hamstring, so I mean, if he can, you know, get his little Hawaiian ass out there at all, I think that they make him play this week. But here's the thing: Miami on the offensive side has been abysmal, with or without two of their 29th in DVOA on offense. The Jags, surprisingly, to your point, and to most people, are actually 23rd in DVOA. Now that's not good, but it's a hell of a lot better than 29th. And Trevor Lawrence hasn't been that good for sure. But their rushing attack, Longhorn's actually second in DVOA in the league. And the Dolphins on defense are 21st in rushing DVOA defense. And they're 20th in EPA rushing defense. So that begins to tell a story. And the story is that Miami cannot stop the run. What does every young quarterback need? They need a running game. So now Jacksonville has been terrible on defense as well. However, 
if Tua is going to play. This is going to be his first game back. you got to think he's got limited practice time. They do have to travel to London. That's always a limited practice time week. And you got to be worried about him being prepared for this game. Now, on the value part, this is essentially a neutral field, right, which would mean the Dolphins are three-and-a-half point better than the Jags. When our power rankings are actually about a point and a half worse than the Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins are fucking terrible. So bring Tua back in. Let's give him two points over Brissett. I think that's fair at this point. That means they're about a half a point better than Jacksonville. This line should be around a half a point to one. Maybe even a pick them if you're not really that high on Tua. Either way, we are getting three points to two and a half points of value here. And the coach and the quarterback for Jaguars have not made this trip to London, but this organization has made it more than any other organization of football. They do know how to make the trip. And like you said, because of that, they are the most popular team in London. Plus, they like to say Jigawas. Uh, so they are. there is going to be a lot of Trevor Lawrence jerseys. and There will probably be more Jaguars fans in London than there are in fucking Jacksonville, if I'm being honest. If they were playing there, the Dolphins fans would probably flood the stadium. But who knows? Now, again, Trevor Lawrence has not been great, but he is trending up. He started 32nd in EPA plus CPOE. He's now up to 30th. So, still terrible, but that's some positive movement, baby. And the last thing on this game that I got, Longhorn, is Jacksonville is one of the, uh, one of the best adjusted sack rate blocking offensive lines in the NFL. Miami is one of the very, very worst. That equals some time for Trevor Lawrence, and it equals trouble for little Tua. I love Jacksonville here. I'm surprised you didn't hit the sounder. I actually like Jacksonville to win the game outright. I think they do. I think they get their first win right there in there London. There you go. Hit. I mean, it's never too late to hit the sounder. No, that's your thing. But, you know, I would I would sprinkle. Yeah. I'd sprinkle. All right, we're going to move on to Indianapolis. We're flying all the way back across to the, the pond, to America, to, you know, the thriving metropolis that is Indianapolis, Indiana. And they're hosting those Houston, won us some money last week, one of our very few winners, Texans, and uh, Indy's a 10-point home favorite. Yeah, on this one, I just have no idea how you don't take Houston in the, with this big line here. Uh, the Texans, they've shown that they will fight uh, all year long. That game against Buffalo got away from them, obviously, and that was kind of one you could, you could expect. Rookie quarterback on the road like that, tough environment, tough team, so... Other than that, they've kind of hung t- hung tough in most of their games. Um, big number here, and the narrative for Mills is that he is awful, which actually works in our favor here because you're getting that a bigger number than you should. He's played as good or better than any of the rookie quarterbacks by the numbers. You got Indy coming off a desperation effort on the road last week against a team better than them, kind of like their last stand to get this season corrected and get it back uh, – track on the or train on the tracks didn't work out you know bad beat at the end so it's just human nature to come back home and have a lackluster effort against a team that they know they're better than so i do expect them to win this game but to get margin by 10 plus points i just don't see it on top of that you got the kicker situation for indianapolis we saw that last week against baltimore just you know Whatever's going on with him, it ain't motherfucker. Yeah, whatever's going on, oh, that's right. That's your. I like I said, I checked out on your on your little spiel, and I, I texted <laughs> the ladies while you were doing that. So yeah, I forgot. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with him, but it's not good. So I've got a I've got a huge lean to, to Houston here. All right, well the uh, Prince of Tinder over there was <laughs> swiping right on some possibilities tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that fucking uh, that fucking wreck spec motherfucker. <laughs> 
Fuck me right in the ass. We were already going to lose the game. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so David Mills is, other than the McCookie monster, he has been the best of all the rookies by all the analytics. And here's the thing about that. He is behind the McCookie monster, but just like we said last week while we liked him so much, He's not that far behind him. And look at all the advantages that the McCookie Monster has. He's got Bill Belichick. He's got Josh McDaniels. He's got a stable organization. Now, he doesn't have much in the way of weapons, but he's got all those things going for him, and they brought him along slowly and surely, and they ended up winning that game even though they were down big. So, again, David Mills is working with literally fucking nothing. And he's not, I mean, he's not doing great. I'm not trying to oversell it, but, you know... He hasn't been fucking abysmal, right? He's Good. fucking... He hasn't been as, nearly as bad as uh, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. That's Ooh. for goddamn sure. So, um, I mean, the computers are with you. There's no way that they're not going to be with this, this. I mean, the bottom line is Indy shouldn't be laying 10 points to fucking anybody. They just shouldn't. Now, if they had won a couple of these hard luck losses, like the loss they had earlier in the year, I can't remember which one that was, uh, we ended up getting a... We had, no, we ended up covering, but they should have won that game. Um, trying to remember, was that they threw the Carson Wentz threw an interception or a shuffle pass? I can't remember exactly no, who the fuck man. they were playing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't Rams. It was the Rams. Yeah, because we were in, we got three in the hook and they lost by three. Uh, that was the game, and of course last week, I mean Baltimore was down to a four percent chance, four percent chance to win that game. I mean they know their season's pretty much done. They're going to keep fighting, but there's a difference between fight and margin. Their confidence is shot. I mean, you, it's Houston or nothing here. All right, moving on. We're going to go to the aforementioned Chicago Bears. And they're now up to a six-point home dog to your best friend, <laughs> your secret lover, Mr. Aaron Rodgers and those Green Bay Packers. Yeah, this is a tough game for me. I, You know, I... I can I can definitely hear arguments on both sides, and on top of that, like I said last week, I don't like it when lines move like this, and I can't quite understand why. Um, but the situational spot for me here with Chicago coming off that win on the road, it you know, it it kind of it kind of feels like you would fade that, especially when it was sort of a fugazi win for them, because obviously we know now that. Vegas completely quit on their uh, their coach and all those issues that were going on there. Um, but then also on the flip side, you got Green Bay coming off a win that, that you know maybe they should have lost against Cincinnati, uh, but they but they got the win. So so to me that would point to to, to fade them a little bit. Um, but you're going to get max motivation in this game by both sides because somehow <laughs> this is for the division lead. In this uh, early season game, if Chicago wins, I, I, yeah, they have they lead the division if they win this game. So you will get max motivation. Um, you got that rookie quarterback at home situation, high variance, underdog, bad defense for Green Bay. It's really, I could be talked into both sides, but to me, it's too scary to to lay that number on the road. Um, now there are some injury situations going on with with Robinson and, and Mooney for Chicago. They missed practice earlier this week. I have not seen the update on them as of yet. If they're out, obviously forget it, and maybe that explains the the point move. Who knows? Um, but Green Bay is four and one, and they have a negative point differential. So as far as you know, 
the really good teams that that are, are really good record teams that I'm kind of looking at sideways. Green Bay's at the top of that list. So on a force lean, I guess I would lean to Chicago, especially with that six injury situation, you know, set aside. So, but I don't like it at all. What do the computers say? Yeah, the computers are split on this, and that was great at four and a half. Um, and they still would be split at six. But here's my thing with that: if Green Bay was a really good team, to your point, you know, at four and a half, they should be walking away with this by the numbers, and they weren't. So I, I do definitely agree with you there. Uh, the only other thing I have on this game is Chicago is falling into, and this is a trend I've been keeping up with. I've been keeping it since the beginning of the year. And it's a small sample size. It's only 12 games. It's only this year. But I'm going to keep my eye on it, keep tracking it for everybody. But teams coming off a straight-up win as an underdog, the following week if they're at home, they're 4-8 and eight now, ATS. Mm. So that would be Chicago. They went in and, like you said, beat a team that laid the fuck down on their coach uh, by 11 points on the road when their quarterback threw for 111 (laughs) yards. They won the game by 11 points, and their quarterback threw for 111 yards, and even his uh, QBR, which takes into account running, right? So that's why we use that, Greg, because it takes it's all-encompassing. Yeah, he was the fifth-worst quarterback last week. So it's not like he even had a good game, explosive game running, and that's why his passing yards are No. He didn't. He was terrible, and they won the game by 11 fucking points. Um, I, that's why I would have leaned to Green Bay at 4.5 at 6. I'm completely staying away from this game. It is for first place somehow, some way. Can so I just make, we'll see can what I happens. Can I just have a request? Next time there's a, a uh, racist, homophobic coach, can, can that news come out before we send a pick out to our clients? Because that, that one fucked us right in the ass. No pun intended uh, there, uh, Carl Nassib. Yeah, it, it really did, and I do apologize to our clients on that one, but like you said, in all fairness, we sent that game out on Wednesday night. That news did not even drop until Sunday night after the game or whatever it was. So, man, we got fucked on that one hard. So, but <laughs> A lot of puns. That's how sports gambling goes sometimes. Lots of Unintended, unintended okay. puns. Okay. Unintended. Hey, hey, intern, go scrub our emails quickly. Quick. Yeah. No. All right, moving on. Those Washington football people. They're at home. They're hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. And consensus, now this game is down again to six and a half. Kansas City on the favorite oh, side. Oh, horse shit. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this read of seven because that's what I wrote down. Look. You still get it at seven, so you can still get a seven win bet, circa, and points bet. Uh, and then there's three more books that I see in town that are six and a half. So I mean, it's split, but he- but but we will say heavier big on the seven at this yeah, point. Yeah, it for doesn't sure. matter. Six and a half, seven. This is an easy lean to the Redskins here. Uh, and as a matter of fact, easy lean to the Redskins. Sir, what? Jesus Christ! What, what happened? Oh, just yeah. continue. Like I said, the Redskins, uh, (laughs) easy lean, and I've got an easy lean to the over here, too. I don't know how either one of these teams get stops in this game. I think think they might hit 60-something on the total here. So, two bad defenses. You know, at least one of these bad defenses has A-plus players on the defensive line that maybe might show up for one play that that can change this game. 
KC has nobody on defense that can do that. So for, for those reasons, that pretty much encompasses both the total and the side here for me. KC is on like a 2-102 and 102 ATS streak. So, yeah, <laughs> until they can cover, <laughs> give me those points at home. Yeah, the computers firmly agree with you here. Um, and, I mean, the o- the overs, it's so stupid to say the overs easy call because that, that, that is not how you no, win money, betting not. totals in the NFL for sure. But, again, it's all matchup specific. Uh, the weather's supposed to be fine, which, you know, that's something that, you know, can and does definitely affect uh, total points. Especially if we get later in the year in the NFL. Uh, it happens a lot more than, than in college. In college, you know, it's pretty much over by, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever. So, I can't help but agree with you on the over on that one. And definitely computers agree with you on Washington. So, yeah. Let's go uh, yeah. football people. Go Redskins. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Those Carolina Panthers. And the fighting ghost down there in fucking Carolina are hosting... Your Minnesota Vikings, who are not playing for first place in the NFC North this week, I don't think, but they are two point home or two two and a half point road favorites. Yeah, that leads me right into my first my first uh, take on this is that I was probably way wrong on both of these teams preseason because I had Carolina as terrible, and they might still be, but we'll see. They'll probably get a win here, or they could get a win here, and also have Minnesota as winning the division. We we can all see how that's turned out, although we also have seen that they lose every game by, like, in the last second and win them in the last second. So, you know, this team is just tough to get a read on, both of them, actually, because once once, um, McCaffrey went down, Carolina does not look the same. And judging by the line move here in the last 24 hours, both teams, it looks like C-Mac is probably out. Is that, is that your read on this? Yeah, he absolutely is out. Okay, so if he's absolutely out, then I have a – I don't like this game at all. Uh, I can't – I just oh, can't. Oh, that reminds – I'm sorry. I, I, I wanted to throw in a quick note on Chicago. I totally forgot. Uh, they announced Montgomery's out, the running back. No, I knew that. I knew that. But he, okay. That was a known. So, um, so – I just can't get a read on these teams. I'm going to need the computers to help me out because, you know, all year long, I've kind of been on the wrong side of Minnesota. And I feel like all year long I've been on the wrong side of Carolina. So I don't want to step in either one of these freight trains at the two and a half that it's up to now that I can't understand unless they factored it in the McCaffrey thing. But at the two and a half, I would force lean to Carolina. They're at home. But boy, that one scares me. What computers say? Yeah, it scares me too. The computers do like Carolina. It's one of those picks where I'm like, ah, as soon as the numbers come up, I'm like, God damn it. I don't want to bet the stupid team, the stupid fucking quarterback. (laughs) But their defense is still, uh, even though, even with the Cowboy game, their defense has still uh, been really good. Now, again, level competition to play Philly the week after that. Philly could not move the ball for three and a half quarters and somehow came back and won. Well, I don't know. It's not somehow. Sam Darnold threw a terrible fucking interception. That's how they came back and won that game. Here's a quick note, though, and it doesn't, I won't say it doesn't mean anything, but it is a smaller sample size, but it's another thing I've been kind of tracking. So how the bye week has been affecting teams uh, in position before and after the bye. Minnesota's on the bye next week. So away favorites since 2015 on the bye are 14-14-1 against the spread. 
so right at 50 percent total coin flip uh the numbers say it's more than a coin flip said so it's it's to carolina i'm kind of with you on it though i think it's i think it's close to a coin flip but numbers do give us the advantage on carolina so i'm gonna have to lean with the numbers on that one and uh see what happens all right all right, moving on. We are going to go to Baltimore, where those lucky-ass fucking Ravens are now down to a two-and-a-half-point home favorite over the L.A. Superchargers. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this game. This is going to be one of the more exciting games of the weekend to watch. Um, I've got to lean to the Chargers here. What did you say the line was at currently? Two-and-a-half. Mm, don't, don't like that. <laughs> don't like that, because it was at three when I did this write-up. Um uh, Eh, I'll keep the lean. Two, actually, two, two and a half is becoming a uh, a key number in the NFL with all these stupid-ass extra points. Fucking kickers missing kicks all the time, and people going mm. for two. Um, look, Stately, Stately, the coach for, for the Chargers, he is uh, – he's you know, you've heard me complain constantly about these dumbass coaches and their time management issues, their clock management, and their decision-making. Well, Stately's running laps around these fools. Um, now he won't run laps around Harbaugh in this situation because Harbaugh actually is one of the other really good analytical coaches and clock manage- management coaches. But Staley seems to be taking it to a whole new level. And I think last week he went for it on fourth down in his own like twenty-eight yard line or something like that. That dude just does not give a shit. He's playing with house money. So, um, you know, they were down fourteen to Cleveland. But when you have when you have that go for it on fourth down type attitude and the quarterback that they have, you're never out of it. So even if they get down in this game to, to Baltimore, I feel like they, they've got the firepower and the you know the go for it attitude. They can get back into this game. Um, like it much more at three than I do two and a half. Baltimore is the second worst rush offense uh, in ratings, some ratings. So I don't think they can take care take advantage of the weakness that the chargers have so you know because of all that i'm gonna lean to the chargers i do think situationally as far as like you know just win loss i do think that the baltimore that that the ravens are gonna get the win here i think the chargers i mean look if they go on the road and beat baltimore here uh and and move to and move to uh what would that be five and one and they've beaten the chiefs on the road baltimore on the road like you're talking about even me who was the highest person on the chargers that I have ever, that I heard this year, they're starting to creep into territory that that even I wasn't expecting. So I do think Baltimore wins this game. I do think it's going to be a close game down to the last seconds, and I would lean to the points. But what are the computers saying? Yeah, the computers are split on this one. Um, I do like the situational thing that you said. And here's the thing: the Chargers are employing a defense, and this is Staley as well. They're just letting you run the ball. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're they're putting light boxes out there. So, yep, go run it. Do what you do. They did it to the Cowboys. The Cowboys ran the ball all over them, and guess what? It came down to one possession. Could have went either way, right? It, I mean, I think they're, they're going to employ the same thing on Baltimore. Now, however, what I will say is if Lamar Jackson is going to throw the ball the way he threw the ball last week, then yeah. they're going to be really, really tough to beat for yeah. sure. But the Chargers secondary is really good. And you remember Lamar's first playoff game a few years ago, they were the ones that kind of showed the blueprint originally to beat Lamar. Now, again, that was when he could not throw the ball at all. He's definitely shown much improvement. Uh, I think last week he was the first quarterback – or no, he's the quarterback that's thrown for 400 yards with the highest completion percentage ever, yeah, ever, ever in the NFL. 
That was extremely impressive. Um, you know, we've been some of the biggest Lamar, you know, poo-pooers out there for sure from a throwing the ball perspective. And that dude went out there and did something nobody's ever done in the history of the NFL. And it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't, you know, it, he really he really played a great second half and brought his team all the way back to win. Um, yeah, well, it's just, I mean, before you go on with, with the rest of your – like, I, we don't apologize for that. He was garbage. And we said all along, you know, that – if he works at it and gets better, then I mean we're not going to ignore it when someone gets better. Like Josh Allen got better, we acknowledge it. Looks like Lamar's getting better throwing the ball, we acknowledge it. As a matter of fact, right now, both Stevens, as you can see, I am wearing my Lamar Jackson "Nobody Cares Work Harder" T-shirt. So <laughs> I, I am a look. I'm if if he goes and wins and starts becoming a passing quarterback, props to him. I'll, I'll cheer him on. But you know, we call it as we see it here at FGH. We do definitely that, but as you said, we do change when the data changes. We have to, because if you don't, you don't win. So stubborn people that don't want to change against the narrative, don't want to bet against their team or on their team for whatever superstitious, stupid-ass reason, you're not going to win money. You have to take everything into account, and as the data changes, you know, so do the numbers, and guess what? So does our football-watching opinion. So uh, we'll see if he can go do it again against a team that's absolutely going to let them run the ball that's the only thing that kind of scares me on this one is, you know, if you're going to let the Ravens run, they are going to run. They're going to run, and they're going to run, and they're going to run, and they're not going to stop running. But their defense has been pretty porous, and your boy Herbert has been on fucking fire. Uh, but to your point, and I give you full credit, I've given you props on the football 401K as well, <laughs> you said they were going to win the division on our preseason podcast. I had several people text me and said, is Longhorn off his medication? What the fuck is he talking about? I said, I don't know. I apologize. But, you know, the guy, he says crazy shit sometimes, but you're not looking too goddamn crazy right now. I will tell you that. Well, Viagra medication does not affect my football picks. But <laughs> I, w- I will say, not only did I say they win the division, I also said put in a ticket for MVP on Herbert. I said put in a Super Bowl ticket for the Chargers at 33-1, to 1, I think is what I got him at. So, yeah, they're making me look real good through five weeks. And I love it. They sure the hell are. All right, Longhorn, we're moving on to Detroit where you're – Fighting kneecappers <laughs> are still winless on the season, but they're three and a half point, only three and a half point home dogs to Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, only th- like if you just said that five weeks ago, we'd have fell over in our chairs. So, look, <laughs> like at a certain point, you just have to believe that those those fighting, biting kneecappers are going to get a win. Um, this feels like the spot here where they will. Probably that has a lot to do with just looking at the word Cincinnati minus three and a half on the road. Just It just looks wrong. Um, but when I dug into the numbers, I found some things that I – because, you know, when this line first came out, it's like, oh, Detroit at home plus three, and a half, plus three and a half against Cincy. That's a smash Detroit spot. I didn't find anything that backed it up when I dug into it. Um, and what Burrow's going to – Burrow's going to do to this secondary has me worried. The only thing that I found that is, and it's kind of what's what's held this Detroit team together and kept them in games is their pass rush, uh, and that's the only thing that's going to save their ass in this game. They are they are a seventy three point three rating uh, PFF pass rush, and um, um, and Cincinnati has an average pass block rating of 56.3 so that was the one little matchup spot that kind of raised my eyebrows and 
if they can get to Burrow, that's the only thing that's going to keep them in this game because Detroit has the worst coverage rating, PFF, at 29.4. So with a full arsenal of weapons back for Burrow, man, it could get ugly. This might – you know, this this could go ugly for Detroit if they don't get to Burrow. Now, if they get to him and they can put the pressure on him, then they might have a fighting chance to catch that back door. If not, this is a 10-plus easy win for Cincy. So, somehow, <laughs> in week five or six or wherever we're in, I am leaning to Cincinnati on the fucking road laying over a field goal. Holy shit. Holy shit is right, but guess what? Um, computers are with you. So, it's just one of those things that, like, there's not to... Because, like, even the people that think that they're being sharp... Right by taking Detroit, huh, I mean three and a half points. You know they're at home. They've been fighting every game. Like if you say it out loud, like oh yeah, that's I mean, obviously that's a sharp side. All oh, the public's gonna be all over Cincy. Detroit sucks. Blah blah blah. Man, there's gonna be a lot of public money I think on Detroit this week, especially after you know the coach gets up there and fucking cries and stuff, and oh, yeah. you know you see his passion and I think the player's gonna feed off that. And and you know what they probably will, but at the end of the day. They're just man. They're just a bad football team. Well, let me just, real quick. Let me jump in. The tickets are split fifty fifty, um, but the cash is sixty is sixty percent on Cincy. So it looks like a uh, one of those games where the the Joes are coming in, you know, s- sipping on that Detroit fighting Kool Aid, and the pros are coming in laying laying that three and a half. So that should tell you a lot right there. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So like, generally, you would not see. You know, us and the rest of the Sharp community be on Cincinnati on the road laying three and a half points, but it's just too good of a spot for them. This number's too short. And bottom line is, they're a lot. The value is all on Cincy. The value is just all on Cincy. Very strange to say. I know. Now, if Joe Burrow um, can't clear up his uh, throat problem, which apparently he got punched in the throat or hitting i don't know what the fuck he he was on voice rest though this week voice but you know what that could actually benefit them going on the road they're gonna have to have a silent count uh well maybe they it's in detroit i don't know how i don't know how well those fans yeah. are you know hanging was, in there was burrow hanging out with carl nassib all week oh no oh, jesus Joe jesus you know just edit that out don't put that in there scrub that scrub it all right moving on those New York football giants are hosting the L.A. Rams, and they are eight-and-a-half-point home dogs. Yeah. Um, hmm. Thought about using the Hello Corner TV game on this one, but I'll save it for the for the, for the the next one. Um, this is my shortest handicap. You can jump in if you want. It's going to be real quick. Jones might play, but I don't care. He sucks at home anyways. Uh, you know, the line... The line's too much for us to lay on the road. We don't. We're not in the business of laying nine and a half, ten points on the fucking road. Uh, like I said, even if Jones play, he's got headache issues, wobbly issues. Sucks at home anyway. So hard pass for me. What do you got? I just want to say thank you to Jay Jeezy for fucking us squarely in the fucking oh, balls uh, last week by calling a naked bootleg for your quarterback with no fucking passing option. Just get lit the fuck up on the goal line. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up, you know, and fucking does his baby elephant walk back to the fucking huddle. And uh, even even the Cowboys players went over to fucking help him out. They're like, holy shit, we just killed this fucking guy. Yeah, and actually, That's you, know what? You, you know what, since, since we don't have much to say in this game, let me just 
piggyback on that. We had Giants plus seven. We sent it out to the clients. We put it in the fucking super contest. They lost their quarterback, their running back, their best receiver, and even uh, Thomas, their best offensive lineman left tackle, all in one game. That doesn't fucking happen. But whatever. We're moving on. Yeah, we are moving on. Uh, we're going to move to Cleveland with your Browns. Man, you got a lot of teams, and they oh, are dude. hosting the fighting Circus Midgets from Arizona, the first place and last undefeated team in the NFL, and they're three-point home favorites. Yeah, this is my favorite, favorite game of the week. There's favorite pick of the weekend anyways. Uh, this is the hardest lean ever to Cleveland that I will ever, ever have, ever in a million years, you have. You remember last year, Bosevas, those three games in Cleveland, right in the middle, right around, right about this time, when the every game was like nine to six, twelve to eight, some baseball scores. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. because of it was because of the wind and the weather. And sure enough, right on cue, we've got weather situations coming in, and the worst weather situations when it comes to football games, it's the wind. You've already got. Kyler dealing with a shoulder injury that just like last year he had and when we saw what happened to last year when he had the shoulder injury he stopped running it severely affected their offensive production you got Chandler Jones on the COVID list you got the center for Arizona out you have one of the best rushing attacks going up against one of the worst rush defenses and Arizona you know they're a they're a decent rushing team but that's when you factor in Murray's rushing yards so if you take that out with the injury Man, I just uh, it, it's a great situational spot for Cleveland. It's a great matchup spot for Cleveland. The streak ends here ends right here. As a matter of fact, hit that sounder both because this is where Cleveland beats them. Arizona gets their first loss on the road here and I don't see any way Cleveland doesn't win this game. I would lay the three points. I mean, what do the computers say because I love Cleveland. Man. Yeah, the, the computers are split on this game, um, which is very predictable. You're talking about an undefeated team going up against a Brown team that, quite frankly, has underperformed. Uh, my expectations, your expectations, I think everybody's expectations to this point, because uh, even when they have won games, and they're not talking about their record, the record is fine, they have not won games very convincingly. Um, now, they did play... You know, Kansas City very close. They could have won that game. Uh, Baker kind of melted down there at the end, and so did their defense. But as far as the games they have won, they haven't really went out there and done what they should have done a lot of the time. And that's it's really predicated on how very mediocre um, your boy Baker has played so far this year. But I think the bigger thing with the win factor is – it's going to be very hard to throw the ball. Like you said, in those games, very few points scored, and you can think, okay, who's the better running team? Well, that's not even a fucking question. It's Cleveland. It's Cleveland all day long. Cleveland and Dallas are the best two rushing attacks in all of football. Their offensive line, I think they're both their pro football fo- focus grades on rushing, blocking. They're both off the fucking charts. So they're going to have the advantage there for sure. I think Collar, what he brings to the table, is going to be minimized or at least reduced the advantage that he does give them over most teams so to me i mean i know i locked it in on one of our online super contests at two and a half i love it there at three i still like it i see it at three and a half in the circus so it's going up Mm -hmm. so if you like cleveland you better grab them now but it's it's got to be cleveland or pass to me here i think this is the week that arizona goes down it's time for them to 
They've squeaked out a couple wins they shouldn't have. So it's time for the Ledger to start evening out a little bit on Arizona. Are you showing still 49 for the over-under on your side? 49 and a half. Yeah, that's – I mean, take that under. I mean, there was a, that three-game stretch they had last year when the wins affected the home games in Cleveland. They they went under by a mile. So, yeah, lean, lean to the under here uh, also. And you know what, Bo Sivas, we were in Cleveland – for the draft last year, <laughs> on that walk to one of the bars, many bars that we went to, we felt that lake wind, and it is no oh, fucking shit. joke. No joke. I mean, at one point, like, I could barely stand up. I know. Like, we had to lean forward just to walk. For it. it was fucking nuts. It was. All right, moving on. Denver, those Broncos. We've been fading them two weeks in a row. They won us money by fading them two weeks in a row. Uh, but they're at home this week. They're four-point home favorites versus R. Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, Bo Stevenson, I'm feeling a little dangerous here, and I'm going to make this our Danger Zone Game of the Week. All right, right here we have a situational dream spot for me. This is a this is a perfect situation. Now, I will say before I get into this, this could go horribly wrong because again, we're not in the locker room. We don't know the hearts of these the conversations these guys are having, you know, behind the scenes. This is purely from the outside looking in and what I think, you know, is kind of a monkey off their back type feeling. Gruden's out, so, you know, theoretically all that drama and bullshit and the quitting should be out the door and they should be ready to unite and, and come back together as a team. And as a team, roster-wise, they're getting plus... Did you say plus three and a half or plus four? Because I'm showing four here on the screen. Yeah, it's plus four. It's actually at four and a half yeah. at uh, a couple different books. So it's it's going up. Yeah, going it's, up. Going the, it's going the wrong way. I don't care. They can just keep going up because this is a smash spot for Vegas here, you know, all, all the brothers on the team can be happy. All, the gay guy, if there's more than one gay guy, he'll he'll be happy. Everybody's feeling good. Good mood. This is a divisional matchup. That's too many points to lay on on divisional matchup with two teams that I think honestly are pretty even. And you got the quarterback advantage. He looked like shit last week. He's not going to do that two weeks in a row. So love this spot for Vegas. Uh, just just count the uh, <laughs> count the Top Gun music as the sounder, and uh, I think Vegas gets the win here, buddy. Yeah, uh, I mean, I definitely lean with you. I locked them in on a couple different online uh, things we're in uh, with this spread. I mean, if it keeps going up, that's great, because I think that's a lot of the public money coming in, fading the Las Vegas uh, narrative for sure. Now, what I will say is the reporters got this one right. Uh, That team was definitely pissed. They definitely did lay down. Again, we already recapped it once. They lost by 11 points at home. To a quarterback that threw for 111 yards. So, Teddy Two Gloves is going to do way better than that, I can promise you, because he is a way better quarterback at this point than Justin Fields is. Uh, but like you said, Derek Carr, this has to be a bounce-back spot for him. He is the leader of that football team. He came out and denounced uh, what Gruden said to, you know, in his way. Uh, so, I think that, if they're ever going to be cohesive, this is probably the time to start the healing. So I do lean with you there. The numbers are split. This total is going down, down, down. It's at 43 in some books at this point. 
This is gonna be an ugly one, but in an ugly game, four points has gotta be good. It just has to be good here if Vegas can score the ball at all, which is no reason for them not to be. Denver's defense has not been what it was in the past, so it, to me on this one, it's Vegas or nothing. All right. All right, moving on to those New England Patriots, and they're three-and-a-half-point home dogs now to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you know, I've got to lean to New England here. It feels like a pros versus Joes game. I don't like that that the line has moved down so much, and it feels like we've lost most of the value. Um, Dallas is 5-0 ATS, of course, this season, and not only have they had the turnover luck, which we all know evens out eventually – Maybe not in that current season, but certainly it, it evens out eventually. They've also had injury luck, and that just won't continue. And, uh, you know, matter of fact, news this week came out that Tyron Smith is, is having his neck issues creep up once again. So that'll start to happen. Both of those things actually will probably start to happen for Dallas. Um, so you're going to this, – this inflation in the numbers for Dallas is going to start to show some tremendous value. Um, New England won last week at Houston, but honestly, it felt like a loss <laughs> because of the way they played. So Bill Belichick will be, you know, locked in, riding his defense hard after that poor performance they had last week against the rookie quarterback. So who knows? M- maybe he spent, I doubt it, but maybe he spent all last week preparing for Dallas and kind of half prepared for Houston in a game he thought he could win easily uh, against a rookie quarterback. So... You know, as much as it as much as it feels wrong, that's you that's usually you know means you're on the right side. I lean to New England at home, catching those points. And this, I've been saying it all year, and I've been wrong. So you know, don't don't listen to me anymore on this. But at some point, Dallas is going to lose one of these games where everybody's saying, "Oh yeah, they're way better. They're going to win." Like it's just at a certain point, it's going to happen. It's going to happen several times this year. As a matter of fact, um, this feels like a good spot for it to happen on the road. You know, against a rookie quarterback and a team that everybody thinks isn't any good anymore. So definitely lean to New England with the points. And it wouldn't shock me at all if they come away with the win here. Yeah, so Dallas is another one of those teams that they're biased next week. They're the away favorite. So, again, 14-14 and once in 2015. So it's 50-50 here. However, the numbers are all over New England here, and it's pretty simple. Um, the best way I, I guess I can explain it is if you look at Dallas' opponents – Carolina is the best comp to New England so far that they've played. They're both top 10 in defensive DVOA. They're also both bottom third in offensive DVOA. And Carolina, by our power rankings, just like by the advanced analytics, a slightly better team than New England so far. We got about a half a point. But here's where the rub is at. Carolina is about a point ahead of where we had them ranked preseason, and so is New England. But Carolina's trending down. New England's holding pretty steady to that. Dallas is half a point better than we projected preseason. However, we were higher than on the Cowboys than even the marketplace, and there's no doubt about in my mind about it. I thought that going in that we might be a little high, but there's no doubt that we were higher and we were correct, and that's why they're 5-0 and ATS because the market just could not catch up to where the Cowboys were. Then you factor in the turnovers, right? You factor in the injuries. You factor in all those things, and everything has just kind of came up, you know, aces for them outside of, you know, playing Tom Brady week one and him just going down and winning a game that Dallas, you know, at the end of the, at the end of it, they could have won, right? But if you look at the Carolina, if we stay with that comp, Carolina preseason, take our preseason rankings, they were minus five and a half at Dallas. The game kicked off at four and a half. 
And seeing as that we've all these teams have been upgraded, so it's basically a net zero, respectively. You know, this game preseason was New England minus one. Now it's Dallas minus. It was minus four. Now it's minus three and a half. So that means that Dallas would be currently minus seven and a half at home versus New England. That would say they're two points better than, or sorry, three points better than, or two and a half points better than New England. And that's just not the case. Like I said, it's about a half a point. So you're getting at least two points of value here on New England. Um, I don't think there's any other way to look at it. Now, if if Trayvon Diggs keeps getting an interception a game and, you know, the McCookie Monsters arm falls off and New England's running back, you know, all their running backs, you know, get COVID during the game or so, whatever the fuck is going to happen. Yeah, if this, if this streak continues, the Cowboys are going to continue to cover. I think they probably do win the game. They're a much better team. Obviously, Vegas is telling you that. But at this point, there's no way that the value is not on New England. And I said that on the Football 401k at four. Again, this game is down to three to three and a half, depending on where you get it. Obviously, the sharp money agrees with me. They agree with New England. It's definitely the side. As long as you get New England at three or better, I think that's got to be the side. It's either play that or pass. You can't. I, you just can't lay these three points on the road right here in this situation. All right. All right, moving on to Pittsburgh. Those Steelers. Hey, they won us a little money last week. And uh, they're minus five now hosting Seattle. And Russ ain't cooking because he got kicked out of the kitchen mm. last week, which is another fucking kick in our balls. But anyway. Yep. What of them. Is that it? You already, you already do it? Yeah, yeah. Go oh, ahead. Okay. I'm just waiting for my time to say hello, quarter <laughs> TV game. Oh, my God. These quarterbacks. Who the fuck is going to – you know what? I say that, but actually Big Ben looked like a real quarterback last week. Um, this defense is not going to let Pittsburgh defense is not going to let them lose this game. They're going to win this game on defense. And if you get anything that resembles a real quarterback, like you did last week from big Ben, this is an easy win and cover. Um, so yeah, lean to Pittsburgh. I won't watch it. Let me know who wins. Uh, yeah. So this game was Seattle minus two and a half on the week. Look ahead. It's now minus five to Pittsburgh. Obviously the difference is there is no Russell Wilson. Uh, seven and a half points from him to Geno Smith. Maybe that's right. I don't. I, I'm not gonna sit here and try to project what Geno Smith can do now in this <laughs> offense. Now, from his numbers previous and his previous stints as a starter, seven and a half is not even enough, right? It should be more. But again, he actually looked pretty competent in that game against the Rams. So, but, but the Rams are not prepared for Geno Smith, which. Yeah. Who the fuck would ever prepare for Geno Smith? But now Pittsburgh is, and the Pittsburgh's defense is much better than the Rams in totality. So, yeah, for me, it's Pittsburgh or pass here for sure. All right. All right, moving on. It's going to be the Monday night football game. Those Tennessee. God damn those Titans. Yeah, this, this is – I'm sorry. Is it, is, I don't know. Like, is there a worse – team that should be better i don't know that they're, they're probably the they're probably the worst should be good team in the nfl at this point in my opinion and they're five and a half point home dogs to those buffalo bills yeah and look this is a surprisingly this is an easy pick for me i lean to tennessee here and i don't even think twice about it um i know that i know that everybody's like oh how do you get in front of this freight train of buffalo number one scoring offense number one scoring defense yeah i get that like I get it. That's exactly why, 
you know, you're getting the value here. And if it gets to plus six, then that's a smash spot for me on Tennessee. Um, yeah, it's hard. No, you don't want to do it. It's 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 ugly. You don't you you're scared walking to the window and putting that money down. But those are the exact type of games that the pros make their money on. So yeah, you know that I'm a hundred percent on Tennessee here. And you know Buffalo's coming off a Super Bowl type victory last week on the road against their their nemesis. That is their that's the team that's been in front of them in their way to get to the Super Bowl. So it is 100% a letdown spot. And I know that it's on Monday Night Football, so that might take away some of that letdown spot mentality. But, I mean, fuck, man. These are human beings. I mean, you have a game like that. It's it's natural to have a letdown. And uh, Tennessee's got a freight train of their own named, uh, you know, Henry. So... And a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. And if you got if you got a running game and a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over, that's a recipe for success at home, catching five and a half, hopefully six by kickoff. Buffalo is plus 11 in turnover ratio through five fucking games this year. That will not keep happening. So, yeah, this is, I mean, it may, they may get the shit kicked out of them. I may be completely wrong, but this is an easy, easy lean to Tennessee here for me. Yeah, I'll lean with you. The numbers are split. Sorry, one thing I was going to throw in that Pittsburgh game, damn it. Uh, so that same trend I've been talking about before the buy, and I've got mm-hmm. after buy, but we don't have any after buys yet. So before the buy, since 2015, the home favorite, 42-28. and 28. That's 60% covering. Yeah. So Pittsburgh definitely looks like the side. Again, it's either play them or pass. I honestly don't have a feel in this game. I mean, obviously – for all the reasons you said and the sharp things, uh, it would be Tennessee. Buffalo falls into the away favorite. They're going to buy next week. They're in the 14 and 14 category. So we got three of those games. And again, I will keep up with these stats going forward to see how this tracks. This has been since 2015. So decent sample size on some of these, bigger on some than you know others, obviously. Um, I don't. I, I, I just don't have a feel for this game. I would. If you made me bet, I would definitely bet Tennessee, but Buffalo is on one of those. And we've seen it before long. We've seen Kansas City the first year, right? Not not since then. The first year where they couldn't couldn't cover against them. You just couldn't do it. Right. We've seen Baltimore. When they got on the run, they just couldn't do it. And Buffalo just feels like they're in one of those freight train seasons, which is not a shock to me and it's not a shock to you. We both preseason put them in the Super Bowl. We have a bet on them in the Super Bowl at plus 1,500. So it's not like it's shocking that they are this good. Um, but, again, do I want to step in front of this train on a Monday night? We'll see where the number goes. This might be a late add-on for us. But it's definitely not anything I would feel good about for sure. I mean, it's it's what it's probably it's supposed to do. It's probably the slab we're supposed to be on. But, again, sometimes, you know, things just go bad for teams, and sometimes things just go fucking good for them. And you, just, you don't really want to get in the way. You don't want to try to, you know – catch the apex of a team and you don't want to try to catch the fallen knife so i think i think we're still in either the building or right at the crest of that apex for buffalo but this this line has moved three points since the preseason it's moved two points since the look ahead i mean all everybody's betting buffalo so of course the of course the side would be tennessee it's just something that i'm not willing to do at this moment all right boys and girls that was all those wins coming in the air tonight baby
All right, Longhorns, it's time everybody's wait, been waiting for. It's time for those free SF free NFL picks of the week, baby. Yeah, and this week I love my this is this is my pizza money parlay. Uh, is that what y'all say? Pizza money parlay? Is that, how, is that how you phrase it? Pizza money parlay. There you go on the on the football four hundred one k with you and RJ Choppy. So I did one myself. I actually love this one, and this is the highest payout on a money line NFL parlay that I've that I've done that I've put together built. This is a thirty three to one payout, and hear me out. Damn it. We're starting early. So I think that's an early game. Are they starting early in, in London? Those fucking Brits over there? Well, you know they are. They can't fucking drink past noon. That's true. That's true. Okay. So right off the bat, take those Jacksonville Jaguars to win that game. That's the first leg. And then we go Indianapolis against Houston. Baltimore Ravens. Cleveland Browns. We're taking those Steelers. And then the capper is those are those Tennessee Titans on Monday night. And the reason I put this at the end, and it's a perfect ending because you're getting 33 to one. So if you make it to that last leg and you're sitting on a 33, 33 to one, you can hedge the fuck out of that and, and just do the money dance. So once again, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and the moneymaker Tennessee on Monday night. So we've got do, do, do one more time. Recap, re- recap one more time for me. Jacksonville. You going? You want me to go one at a time? No, you got it. Keep going. Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and the moneymaker Tennessee. All right. Sorry, I just had to repeat it one more time. I'm putting that in right. I'm putting it in right now, live, live on the phone. Just, just, just made a bet, baby. That's good. Thirty-three to one, baby. I got thirty-two point seven to one. That's Pretty goddamn enough. close. That's good enough. All right. How about your uh, college free pick of the week this week? That is going to be Longhorn on those Baylor Bears. Yeah. All right. Which I was happy to see that uh, our old buddy Matt Matt Mosley, <laughs> Galway is Mosley, <laughs> uh, he signed up to be the newest member of the Volume Network for Colin Cowherd. Oh, and Colin brought him as his Cowboys insider from Dallas. I guess he missed the memo where, you know, Mosley got his ass kicked down to back to Waco because he couldn't hack it up here in the big market. But somehow he's his insider for the cow. I don't know. Anyway, they're playing BYU and they're laying six points. All right, the boys from BYU are ranked 19th and still laying six points. And the public is not going to understand why. They're going to go bet against us. And I'm sure that BYU will be the darling dogs by some of these fake-ass handicappers on Twitter who all work for sports books and don't really give a shit if their picks hit or not because they get paid either fucking way. That's just the truth about it. But here's why the Sharps are on Baylor. In fact, this line is moving up, so you need to grab it right now. It's at 6.5 in most books. BYU has two wins over top 25 teams this year, Arizona State and Utah. But, And in fact, BYU actually won us money on both those games. But further proof that we like BYU, that's further proof of that, but we don't like them here because BYU has not beaten a single team in the top 20 EPA on offense besides Arizona State. And in that game, Arizona State outgained BYU by 100 yards. They committed four turnovers and 17 goddamn penalties. I didn't even know that was even legal to call that many penalties on one team. Well, Baylor is 20th overall in EPA on offense, and their only loss is OK State, who's 27th in the country, EPA defense, and BYU is the 69th EPA defense in the country. 
What does that mean? It means Baylor's going to score early. They're going to score often. BYU will not be able to keep up. So our model has Baylor scoring between 35 and 40 points in this game and BYU around 20 to 25. So sick them Bears. Yeah, does everybody, everybody want to give oh, uh, Longhorn a late birthday president? Go President, go ahead and uh, never listen to Colin Cowherd again because I can't stand that fucking fraud. Of course he's going to pick a Cowboys insider that doesn't even work in the Cowboys market anymore. That guy has no clue what's going on in the real world. He's too busy up there in his mansion in the hills. Oh, uh, I don't know if you want to say never listen to him yet. I just got an email. We are now the new insiders for the Toronto Argonauts. Oh, thank so God. We're the official handicappers now, the Toronto Argonauts, on the Volume Network. So please listen to the Volume Network. What the fuck is an Argonaut? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. I think it's like a um, rugby team or something. We got to get into it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just sent our application, and they, that's what they pick for us. I don't know. Are Are I or Argon not going to get into some really <laughs> some really nasty shit later? <laughs> All right, Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers, that's going to wrap up another award winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. Hit us up on any of our social medias, and don't forget to subscribe to both of our shows, the Football Glory Hope and the Football 401K with Bo Sevis and RJ Choppy. And, of course, you can always find us on DallasCowboys.com. That's right, people. We are kind of a big deal. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media quick quick hits so people stop being sports stupid. Use them all, but more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life in both Sivas, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football drinking beer and never pay a bookie again come on god damn it people never pay a bookie again steven tyler take us out baby